Good afternoon, guys. Thank you for tuning in to My MS Problem. This is Timothy Porter here. And today, I'm going to discuss mood and cognition. Mood, you know, everybody has moods. Everybody has mood swings. And so, my moods begin with a little stress. And, um, you know, let's just say, sorry guys, the yawning factor. Let's just say, for example, take tonight, last night. Um, we went to my little guy's travel ball practice yesterday. It was from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And when I left, the kitchen was spick and span. It was clean. Nothing, no dishes, no anything. I'm talking even in a dish pair was nothing. Maybe two forks, maybe. That's it. Okay. And so we get home maybe 8.45-ish. And I go to the kitchen because my little man, we picked him up from Chick-fil-A. He wanted to eat Chick-fil-A after he got out of the shower. And so I put it in the microwave. And so I walk into the kitchen. And the first thing you notice in the kitchen was on the floor. The floor was kind of messy. Like, there was some produce on the floor, like little pieces of produce and little seeds of um, cashews and all this stuff was on the floor. So that was one. I'm like, man, these people, I have grown kids except for my little travel ball kid who can clean up after themselves. So all this was on the floor. So then I go to the oven. Just to, you know, you have to look, make sure everything's okay. Because you don't want to go through the process of preventing rodents crawling all over the place or the little the little nuisance of a roach. You don't want none of that crawling all over your stuff because that's germs and it's bad. So I'm sorry about that again. That was the yawning. Um, so the stove had oil seasoning, little pieces of cilantro all over the stove. And I'm like, okay, there's a dish rag. You can clean this off or you can brush it on the floor and you can sweep it up. None of that happened. So then going by the stove, going to the dish pail near the sink. And man, the sink was full of dishes. The dish pail had dishes in it that someone must have washed earlier and then let it dry, but they left them in there. And, you know, my mood went from being happy with being my little man and he's doing well at his practice to getting upset at the older the older kids because they couldn't clean up after themselves. So, man thing to do 
is to walk up the stairs and get loud and let them know what's happening. So, my thing is, you already know. You already know what I'm coming up there for. You already know. But you sitting there on your computer playing video games. And then my daughter, she's took over the responsibilities of taking care of my son's bearded dragon. dragon. So, I gotta say that's kind of busy for you, but you're gonna clean his tank, you're gonna clean your stuff that you used in the kitchen the same way as you clean his tank. Because I'm not Bertram from Jesse, who you think I'm going to come behind you every day and clean. No. Nope. So, you know, you can pretty much can feel what my mood was. And um, when I walked upstairs, it's amazing how things change once you get upstairs. So I walk into my daughter's room. I'm like, are you guys going to even attempt? Sorry, getting yawning. I can't help. I guess my brain is not getting enough oxygen or something. But I'm telling them, I'm asking my daughter, are you guys going to go down there and clean up your mess that you got in the kitchen? Because I'm coming home. It's 8 o'clock at night. And I'm not going to sit here and clean up a kitchen with you messed up. So she got up and she goes to attempt to clean. Then I go into a little the older son's room. I'm saying, hey, are you gonna go downstairs and attempt to clean what you need to clean? And you get the little attitude, uh, I'm like, ah man, go look at the kitchen. Then I should the one be the one with the attitude. So got my point across. They're in the kitchen doing whatever. I go get my little man in the shower so he can eat his Chick-fil-A. And come out of the shower and then he's he's getting his dress, he's putting lotion on him. And go to the kitchen and I'm like, oh my God, bro. I'm like, you want to see attitude go to a different level. Oh, man, I'm telling you. It's like they fiddle fattered around, not doing anything, just like looking. So I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the deal. If you cannot, if you cannot... Clean up after yourself in the kitchen. Do not attempt to cook anything in this kitchen because you're not cleaning. So they were like, oh, are you going to be like that, Dad? Like, you got that right. I'm going to be just that way. That's how I'm going to be until you figure it out. So that's my mood from yesterday. I had I had a lot of mood. I'm not trying to say I had an attitude. I'm not like that every day. But when you have to come behind individuals and clean up, you need to get attitude. And that's the way it's got to be.
So that's another example of mood. And I'm going to try to explain cognition the best I can. Okay. Say. Say I'm discussing things with you guys. I'm discussing it, my girl. I'm discussing things with you guys, and uh, and I'm discussing things with you guys, <laughs> Carter. And I'm discussing things with you guys, and I'm not able to pretty much explain. Like, say I'm saying some words that I usually can say. But then you hear me having a little difficulty explaining them. I mean, saying them to you. Or I'm starting a sentence. And it's taking me a while to get through the sentence and explain it the way. So you can understand what I'm trying to say. And for me to be able to understand what I'm trying to say. And that's cognitive behavior. And it's, you know, you don't even realize that you're doing that until, like, let me see. I'm trying to think of an example. I think a good example is when I was um, trying to explain to my wife, because we had issues with, a microwave. Um, we have a microwave over the oven, our refrigerator, and our dishwasher. All had issues, all at the same time. And the technician came for the my, I mean, um, dishwasher. And all he had, we all I had to do was explain to him about the knob. We the, it was missing the knob ever since I got to this home, I didn't have a knob. And I was trying to see if you guys had a knob or a replacement knob so we can know exactly the cycle of the dishwasher. This guy, for some reason, said, man, I see, man, you like, look like I got some leaking going on there. We're going to have to replace this. So I said, okay. And then he looked at the, well, he just, uh, it was a cold that popped up on the refrigerator early in the morning. And I said, there's a cold on the refrigerator because it's an LG refrigerator. It was a cold. And I was trying to figure out what the cold was. And he looked at, he, he was looking at me like, I don't know nothing about any cold that pops up on the refrigerator. I'm saying, okay. So... You would think technicians would write this down, give you paperwork on what you went over, so you would be able to explain it the right way to like to my wife. So I was and trying to explain it to my beautiful wife. I'm like, well, he was discussing, he was saying that he had to go see. He didn't say where he was going to go see. He said, I'm going to have to go see if I can find 
a knob for this dishwasher. And if I cannot find a knob for it, I'm going to go on the different sites and see if they had it. And I'll be back in contact with you. So I was explaining that to my wife. But it wasn't coming out like it was explainable to her. And she wasn't understanding. And then I said the same thing with the um, refrigerator. And she wasn't understanding. And I was thinking I was explaining it to the best of my ability at that time. Because I think cognition is coming from when you get cognitive and you, you, your words come out differently and all this stuff is sound like you're struggling to put it out. I think, it's, to me, it's coming from a bit of stress and pressing too hard to get the person to understand. That's what I think. So, I could easily explain it to my wife, but then she, she's going, she's a teacher. She goes through so much stuff during the day and becomes a bit much when she has to come home and try to understand what her husband is speaking about. So, I just want to laugh at that and Explain it the best way I could. And then, so, call ended up calling the services again and asked them why come they didn't leave paperwork, proving that they were there, and proving that what they were trying to do. And the sales representative or whatever she was, she was like, I apologize. These guys know what they got to do, what they been doing, but I apologize. And so I got on there with the, the company's customer service, and the company was saying that um, the dishwasher wasn't covered under our plan, the refrigerator wasn't covered under our plan. And I'm like, this is all these technicians had to say. Could have saved me a whole lot of drama talking to my wife and getting her to try to understand. But... There was no communication with the technicians, so they didn't care. So I had to leave it like that, and they didn't give out no paperwork. So, guys, when you're speaking with a multiple sclerosis individual, sometimes in your brain, you have to think about the cognitive situation with that person when he's trying to discuss things with you. He might, he might not be explaining in the best way you want to hear it. He's probably explaining it to you the best way he can explain it to you. So, just want to let you guys know that. So, And do you have it, guys, for today? Mood and cognition. cognitivity. How do you guys understand what I was saying today. If you do, please email me at timothy.tport.porter at gmail.com and any question you may have, you can put on your email and I will try the best I could to respond to any email that is is sent to me the best I can. So guys, thank you for tuning in. Love you guys. 
appreciate you listening to my podcast. God bless you. And I will, I will be discussing things with you tomorrow. Thank you and have a blessed day. Goodbye.